0: Welcome to another episode of Tips with Salsa, talk tips and tales from the nonprofit community. I'm Craig Grella, content marketer for Salsa Labs. Today, we're going to talk about community building, specifically how nonprofits can create their own communities online, use them to foster engagement and brand recognition, and to fuel their fundraising and outreach efforts. Joining us this week is community building expert Megan Cantrell from Share Our Strength, the organization behind the No Kid Hungry campaign, which has provided more than 1 billion meals for kids since its inception. And that's a billion with a B 1 billion meals. Uh, Megan is a veteran digital strategist and a nonprofit marketer. She leads the digital efforts for Share Our Strength, um, once again, the organization that runs No Kid Hungry campaign. Since joining Share Our Strength, she has increased online followers by 55% and doubled engagement. She started her career in social media by launching National Parks Conservation Association's first social media channels. Megan believes in the power of data to achieve mission and engaged communities that drives brand trust. She lives with her wife and dog in DC. Megan, I am so excited that you're joining us. I'm very excited for this conversation, thank you. Uh, Maybe start off by telling us a little bit about Share Strength and your work with them.
1: Sure. Thanks. And thanks, Craig. I'm really happy to be here. Um, So Share Our Strength um, is the organization that runs the No Kid Hungry campaign. Uh, We focus uh, our efforts on ending childhood hunger in the United States. Um, I am lucky enough to lead our exceptional digital team uh, that includes the web, social, and email programs across um, the organization. Uh, we work to and strive to uh, maintain data integrity, um, user engagement, um, build innovative ways to uh, reach new consumers, ensure that we are part of the conversation around ending hunger um, with communities um, online and, um, you know, just so much more, just keeping up with all of the um, uh Needs that the organization has. Uh, We have over 150 different public-facing channels, whether that be uh, uh, website-driven activities, um, social media profiles um, at the local, state, and national level. Um, So we've been busy, um, and uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be here to talk community because it's it's really important to what we do.
0: Yeah, and and very important to a lot of nonprofits, small, medium, and large, really across the board, and. Let's maybe take a a quick step back. Um, we, We have a lot of definitions for the word community. I think it means a lot of different things to different people. So Maybe just give it a little bit of a definition for the context that we're going to be talking about community and community building today.
1: Yeah, no, it's a great question. And I think it's actually really important to know that community can mean something different to you and to your brand. Um, and, And it is important to think about what that means for you. So for us, when we talk about community building and community management, we're talking about the community online who talks about ending childhood hunger, who talks about No Kid Hungry, the hashtag, tagging us in content, talking about us as a phrase, um, really, just those who um, are talking about our cause, maybe um, us specifically, or even those who are talking about our mission um, at the local, state and national levels. Um, when we look at that and the power of a community that, and that conversation, um, we think about defining what a community means to us as authentic engagements between the person who is talking about us or our mission And us as a brand communicating back to that individual um, and how that can increase uh, brand loyalty or um, just awareness about who we are and what we do, but in an authentic way, um, not just a like, but let's engage and have a conversation, whether that be a sentence or just, hey, we're here if you have more questions. Um, So that's what community means to us.
0: So it's interesting, right? Because um, oftentimes we're asked do we spend time on social media is it is it a worthwhile pursuit or if we're on social media where should we spend our time and I think some uh, staff members at some nonprofits are are they have this idea like oh there's so many billions of people on Facebook so let's just spend our time there and you know when you talk about community there may already be a community around your nonprofit's mission you may just not be aware of it and there may be people talking about things or groups, and sometimes it's not a question of, hey, how do you just start this, but how, how do you get involved in that authentic way and really just share or, or be present in those conversations?
1: Yeah, you hit the nail on it there, especially if you are a brand or nonprofit um, looking to build a community It is important to see what else is out there, do some research, check the hashtags, you know, or phrases um, across all major um, social networks to see what is already happening there, what potential Facebook groups already exist if you want more of a private, smaller interaction and community. What are the types of conversations that are happening and are there authentic ties to who you are and what you do? Um, And then begin to enter into those conversations. Um, And I know, It's important to think about, especially if you're starting fresh, how much capacity you do have and choosing a channel based upon the demographics of your primary audience, I think, is really key Um, for larger national nonprofits. It's easier to make the case to be on all three major national um, social networks, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But there's so much that goes into each platform. Each platform has new and different ways to. engage audiences and build community and build brand awareness, whether that be Facebook and Facebook's new audio features, their stories, their um, promoted posts, their, um, you know, regular things. Even um, in Twitter, hashtag tracking, you're able to um, use a hashtag and generate conversation back and forth, or at least kind of an echo chamber using hashtags um, to showcase all that No Kid Hungry can do within the hashtag #NoKidHungry. Sometimes people use that because they believe that no kid should be hungry, and it's an existing hashtag. They don't know it's attached to a brand. So how we engage in in that hashtag delivers upon some um, uh, important community standards of like we are a part of this conversation. This is who we are. Um, and hey, I see that you're participating in this conversation. Let's let's talk. Um, let's have a back and forth.
0: It's funny you you mentioned something about um, uh, engaging demographics or or the different demographics of the different social networks and um, we'll often write on Salsa's website and I, I literally just did a webinar on this yesterday about matching up the demographics of your audience with the right social network right because they have. Different demographics. And you mentioned they have different engagement opportunities. Some have likes and follows, others let you comment, some don't, things like that. Um, And it's interesting that, you know, if you're looking for a college educated audience, you might use one network over another. If you speak to a research based audience or an older crowd, you might use one network over another that kind of caters to that demographic. But um, I'm a fan of. Pew Research, which every year looks at all the social networks and puts together statistics. And it's amazing to see how important social media is to that kind of brand recognition that you mentioned. Um, Maybe I know you and I have talked about some of these statistics in the past. Maybe you can share some statistics that really speak to you about the importance of, of community and, in particular, community on social media channels.
1: Yeah, you make a couple great points. And I think, you know, just to speak to the demographics, there is a lot of overlap um, between, you know, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, some way heavier in one age group over another. But there are a lot of different use cases. So it is important to to consider um, the purpose, um, the community you want to build, the presence you want to build. And. Um, Think about each of the channels and the opportunities that are there. Um, A stat that I find just really interesting is that 90% of consumers who talk about a brand online do not follow the brand online. And when I look at that number, 90%, it is an immense amount of opportunity for that brand to build fellowship, to build authority, to build and make that hopefully 80% one day of those who talk about you online um, are are not following you. But it just showcases um, how much conversation happens outside of those you've already brought into your world or your orbit for a little bit. So being able to monitor the conversations happening um, about you, about your cause um, and being present- That's kind of like- Yeah, sorry.
0: Right. no, that's like what we were saying about being authentic and present, right? And and sometimes we fall into this trap too. I mean, we put out a lot of material, and um, sometimes you fall into this trap where you're just having a one-way conversation. You're just maybe you wrote a new article, or you had a big fundraising campaign, and you just put a post out and it's just a one way conversation, but maybe sticking around for a little while and and waiting to listen and hear what people are saying is a way for you to then grab people you may not know are talking about your brand.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think there's a couple, you know, when I look at community management um, within social media I think about it in two buckets. One is the reactionary. Um, it's you post something and people respond. Um, most of the time that has to do with your existing community that you've already built. Um, when you put money behind something or you're targeting a new audience or trying to get, you know, someone shares it with their community, you begin to trickle in some maybe first con- um, first connections that maybe not necessarily following you. Those conversations are really important. It helps set the stage as to the expectation, someone who comes to your post next, who may not know you from Adam, um, to see what kind of brand are you? Are you paying attention to um, what is being said here? How are you responding to either the positive or negative feedback that is happening based upon that single post? It is interesting, no matter the brand you are, you're always going to have both of those tension points. So reactionary is one aspect that is that is really important. If you just post something for a one-way conversation, there's really not a lot of um, for a consumer to see about how you as a brand show up in the day-to-day. The other aspect of community management is the proactive side. It's going after those 90% of individuals who are talking about you, talking about your brand or your cause and how you authentically engage, whether that be... Sharing resources, um, you know, helping correct misinformation, um, uh, celebrating people who may have made a contribution or volunteered or has the right idea on how to fix something and provide a solution um, by you authentically engaging with them without making an ask, um, you know, they're it, lifting up others. It it helps you as a brand be present uh, without an agenda. But then you can build your authority and your followership just by being there and being a member of that conversation.
0: Yeah, it's super important. A lot of times we'll talk to nonprofits about, you know, how many, I think, uh, on the political side, the issue advocacy cause can sometimes get stuck in this—you know, repeated. It's like you know they treat their donors like ATM machines sometimes. You know, every email or every message is a fundraising message, and it's it's really hard when that's the only thing that you're putting out there and not engaging. Um, and it, it's tough too because these are important issues, right? These are uh, things for which we need to raise money and call attention to, but. Um, that authentic community takes like you said that uh, authentically engaging without making those appeals without having an agenda which is interesting what are some of um, some of the other stats that are kind of interesting or that kind of grab your attention?
1: yeah you know when you you mentioned even um, you know smaller nonprofits and prioritization earlier in this conversation and I think it's it's really important that we as uh, social media marketers um, and community builders think about the future of social and and the importance that um, it brings to marketing of a brand, our cause, you know, our end revenue line, right? Um, 55% of consumers learn about new brands on social and um, 68% of consumers agree that social media enables them to interact with brands and companies. I mean, That's more than half. All of these stats that I'm about to share are more than half of consumers um, that weigh social media as an important method to investigating a brand, to learning about a brand, to figuring out if they're the right fit for them. So next one is to 78% of consumers are willing to buy from a company after having a positive experience with them on social and that number
0: is staggering. I mean, right. we're, we're talking about almost eight out of 10 people. And I know you say willing to buy from a brand, but we know that translates to the nonprofit community. And if, if you're having that authentic engagement and, and you're having conversations with people and helping people, and even I would go so far as say, if you provide customer support, that kind of thing, uh, and social, eight out of 10 people having a positive experience will then be willing to donate. Um, and it's it's amazing this is not like we have to create a new program or you know think about a new revenue stream. it's it's just being present in that conversation and it's high likelihood that it will end up impacting your bottom line positively
1: mm-hmm. yeah, especially you know <laughs> social media can be instant. it's instant reactions it's instant sometimes gratification, sometimes it's instant issues. And how your brand shows up in those moments speaks volumes to those who are watching. Um, you know, for every bad comment you can get, it's, you know, customer service 101. For every bad review or bad complaint um, that you can receive in any other channel, you know there's at least 10 good ones that that are out there, but it's those Not so great interactions that often fuel uh, a need to say something. Um, So, how you as a brand shows up to respond to some of these conflict, uh, some of these conflicts, crises, or positive moments, and and how you assist a consumer, whether that be to help answer their question, encourage them, or um, have you know just a leave a positive taste in their mouth. That says a lot about your brand and that might not have made a contribution at that moment. But down the line, it it very much will can.
0: Interesting. There's so much that um, there's so much focused, I guess. It sounds kind of cheesy, but you know, it's really building community is all about being positive within that community and taking time. Like we've said so many times already, being authentic and present. let me ask another question. For, for organizations that are thinking about uh, how we might be able to start our own community or um, how do we start building that community online, um, maybe are there some tips that you can give about how an organization or someone who's maybe tasked with this at their organization might might go about doing it? Some of the things they should think of or, or look at to figure out what they need to do next kind of thing.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a really great question. And I think especially if you don't have one, there's a lot of weight behind the preparedness and process in which you take um, researching and knowing your audience, first of all, the the end stakeholder that you want to be able to be front and center with. Um, okay, who defining them? Who are they and where in the digital space are they? Um, whether that be social or if you have a members only area of your website or your blog um, has comments um, activated, um, there are different ways in which you can engage your primary stakeholders um, in conversation or your primary audience that you want to create this community and sense of community with. Um, you know, there are a lot of options like, you know, just having a Facebook page having your Facebook page, have a Facebook group, which is a bit more intimate of a setting. It's, it can be open to the public. It can be members only. Um, you know, uh, for me, um, I also look at Twitter as a really interesting community. I used to not be the biggest fan because I just, you know, I wasn't there yet, but it is one of the most interesting and dynamic communities. Twitter, the sphere is based upon hashtag use, how people engage, they discover you, um they though it's a consumption tool for the most part, you know, just scrolling through and reading when a conversation starts, it can really explode. Um help people share. Um so defining also what your the community you want to build is also important. Thinking through that with your colleagues, thinking through that with um your end goals. I think that's really an important way um to focus your energy, especially if you're starting out. Um, Because I think, you know, based upon my experience, I I launched National Parks Conservation Association's Facebook page, um, and it was an opportunity for me to build a community from scratch. And I, just based upon my customer service background, I paid attention to every comment. I, I valued and weighted heavily that this person is interested in our brand, is interested in our cause and they asked a question or they're stating something that is incorrect and I need to spend the quality time to reply. The community that that Facebook page has turned into, they respond to each other. Um, They give each other tips. They correct misinformation. Um, Your brand should still be part of the conversation and be present. But how you uh, cultivate a community is really interesting to see how it turns into Um, a community of themselves too. Um, whereas, you know, when I came to share our strength, I inherited a community that already existed and the way in which that community of social media followers were cultivated, there was not the same expectation as presence of a person behind the keyboard that there was from NPCA. And I think it's, it's, um, it's an intention that you need to bring when you create a new channel, um, a new place that your brand is going to be. Um, so those are just some, some initial thoughts.
0: It's very deliberate. It, it's, you know, when you say talk to your peers, it sounds like you're saying be really deliberate about the kind of community and, and conversation that you want to foster. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think, you know, sometimes from a when you have these big organizations you know you send an email out and and people think right away hey it's this big monolithic corporation and and you know they'll maybe be in a rough spot or don't understand something and they respond back to you with expletives and when you take the time to respond back to them you know sometimes you get notes like oh my god i didn't realize a real person was there you know like i just thought it was this big company, maybe with a bot that replies, but I got a personalized, you know, comment or a comment to my comment. And like, I I had no idea that there's actually people here. And it's amazing to see how that changes the conversation and the tone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Then those are also some of the best wins, you know, like those aha moments that you're able to communicate to a real person, you know, like, Hey, we hear you, like we're seeing you, we're recognizing you made a comment, though might not be the nicest. Um, we're going to tactfully respond and, and try to address the misinformation that you provided or tear the like tilter the anger that might be coming out of this with, um, you know, empathy and um, sharing real stories about real people and saying that if you have further questions, we're here whether it be in direct message or here's our phone number to um, our 1-800 line, or here's our email address. like Let's continue the conversation um, if they don't feel like having it online.
0: I feel like that's even more important today. Um, so many organizations out there that have you know no intention of getting involved in anything political or partisan, but somehow the conversation gets dragged there. And there's always someone on one side or another who, who takes it there. And I think organizations shy away from that stuff. But in some cases, maybe it's a good thing to combat the misinformation or, or to, like you said, be compassionate and empathetic and and don't shy away from those tough conversations that having them sometimes can, can grow your community.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that's a really good point. And especially for many nonprofits as 501c3s, we can't be partisan. Um, and <laughs> people find a way. (laughs) Um, But, um, you know, reminding them that this isn't a one side of the aisle over the other issue. This is a national issue. This is a human issue, you know, pending your cause. Um, And ensuring that we are focused in on the purpose of this community, it's a good reminder to bring it back to the root cause of why we're here to talk about ending childhood hunger in the first place. That it's a solvable problem, that we all can be participants in this effort. Um, that is really where we see some of like the success stories. And our social media team will often send, We did it again. You know, like it's a joyous moment when we can have just a true conversation with someone who um, may not at the outset looked like they were willing to have one.
0: Yeah, especially when you can turn them around and, yeah. and get them to engage. Yeah. What are, what are some of the challenges that you see? I mean, you, you've you built some large communities, and you've taken over some large communities and, and grew them. What are some of the challenges that you see nonprofits run into when they're trying to build community? Or maybe they don't even know they're building community, or it's something they want to do, but maybe they just keep hitting the same walls. Maybe- talk a little bit about you know some of the challenges that nonprofits face and and then maybe we can lead into a little bit of a conversation about you know how do we overcome those challenges or you know how do we convince our boards or our exec directors um, that that building a community is actually a, a worthwhile endeavor?
1: Yeah a um, couple challenges that's a really good question. One is a community about your brand or your mission or your, um, area of expertise it already exists. Um, it's out there. People are having conversation with or without you, um, and I think that's an important challenge for people to recognize and understand and grasp, because I think pending where you are in your evolution of having a community and building or cultivating one on your own, there's a lot of opportunity on on the table. Um, that ninety percent of people who are talk about brands um, don't follow brands um, online. Is a staggering one and something that I think all marketers need to grasp and figure out what that means for them. The other piece too is that community isn't just nine to five, um, you know, or you know, eight to four, whatever your work, you know, traditional work time is. It's 24-7. It's all day, every day, sometimes higher volume on one day is over the other, on weekends, holidays. During crises, not during crises, during your favorite episode, you know, it's constant. And there's that ability, you as, you know, when I um, first started out, I was just, it was just me as a uh, community manager and the, um, how I approach my job uh, meant that I, I stayed late. And it wasn't because my um, organization was asking me to; it was because I had this commitment to my community that I, I was building, and that's what I wanted for it. Um, and and I think many nonprofits, to get to your, to lead to your next converse, uh, part of the question. It is really important to demonstrate and showcase how a community um, is good for our brand. Um, it's and to demonstrate and build the business case for your. Um, executive director, your CEO, or the board—that um, it is time to invest in community and be present where people, where the people are, and meet the people where they are. Um, you know, to go back to some of the statistics that we were talking about, eighty percent of business executives think it's very important or essential to invest additional resources in social media marketing, and a lot of that has to do with community building um, and. I think it behooves any social media marketer um, to think about how these numbers and the changing landscape ahead of us in the next three to five years um, will impact you as a brand online.
0: Yeah, it's funny looking over um, our statistics and, and some of our community. Um, I went back into analytics back into early twenty twenty when uh, the pandemic was just starting and and really um, from you know the nonprofit standpoint. Salsa we obviously a technology company for nonprofits uh, and we get very involved in that community. Um, but we saw a need and we saw people talking about events, digital events and recognizing, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's funny to think of or crazy to think of that, you know, January, February, we're starting to hear about this pandemic and people are, it's a new year. They're excited about their budgets for the year. And hey, we're going to have all these events, March, April, let's do our walkathons. And then boom, that stuff was gone, gone off the table. and And we spent time hitting all the online places, all the social media channels and telling people, you know, look, this is how you can convert, you know, this is how you convert your offline to online. And um, it was really nice to be present in the community then and help people understand that there were options for them. And there are ways that they can, you know, transition some of that offline stuff to to online communities, which, which is really great to be able to do that. Um, some of these statistics are just you know, staggering about, about how people find and, uh, or find brands or how they engage with them or buy them or recommend them. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. I love, I think you mentioned, I, I know I said something about Pew and I think you mentioned Pew and social media today. Those are a couple, um, great resources that I would recommend people check out. We'll put them in the show notes, um, on how they do that. Maybe, um, Give us, um, you know, maybe an example of uh, some communities that, or a community that, you know, if someone was thinking about starting a community themselves or understanding the process, you know, is is there a community out there um, that you would recommend they check out maybe to understand?
1: Yeah. You know, um, at first I thought that was going to be a difficult question. And of course, I thought of No Good Hungry because, I, you know, I think we are definitely um, – as present as we can be, um, and, and ensuring where, where our people are, where the conversations are happening. And, but that that's due to making some business cases and making sure that our, um, leadership understands the value that this adds and the opportunity that has unfolded because, um, of our prioritization of community. But there's a couple others, um, that I'll, that I'll share. I mean, you know, I have a, Strong love for the National Parks Conservation Association at NPCA's Facebook page. Um, uh, that was, uh, you know, a big part of how I came to into this profession. Um, they're still very active. The community is extremely active. Um, uh, and so that's always a place to, to go check out to see what a, um, a community could look like. Um, but there's a couple others. Lego um, is another um, company that I think does a great job um, not only with their content creation, but just how they respond to their community, um, and that also influences the content that they put out. They're very attentive um, uh, to in that way. Um, and then I um, I subscribe to a the uh, Potterhead Running Club. Um, it's a uh, the runners um, who and runners walkers joggers um who um love um the brand um I don't know if I can say can i say Harry Potter I don't you know if that invokes it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think we have any,
0: um, I, I guess we'll find out, but yeah, yeah I, I, okay. don't, I don't think we You'll have anything against this. Harry Potter or yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, that loves Harry Potter. And it's a, it's a community that, you know, encourages each other, um, supports each other for their goals, things like that. Um, and, and um, also just, you know, things that happen throughout life. Um, it's not just about running It is about community and creating a space where people can come to and and talk and share. And some of it's off topic, which is fine. But that's the space that this community has offered the people who belong to it. And I think, um, you know, that goes to the intention as to what they want to build for this place.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I'll have to tell my daughter about the Potterhead. Uh, community. She, she's. I think she's read each book maybe five or six times, probably in the last year. She's a crazy Harry Potter fan. Uh, it's funny you mentioned about Lego. I had an experience with Legos. Um, uh, we had bought a Lego set for one of our kids and some pieces were missing. And I don't know how we figured it out, but somehow my daughter was on their Facebook page and she mentioned there was a missing Lego set. They actually reached out to us through that that medium through Facebook and gave us a link where we could, um, talk to them about it. And we told them the set. And then I'm not even kidding. In two days, we had like new pieces to fit the ones that were missing. I mean, talk about, you know, a positive experience with a brand through a social media interaction. And it was, it, it made, um, it made an impression on me that that was an example that a lot of people can, can learn from, even nonprofits. Absolutely. absolutely.
1: Customer service is definitely a huge piece of building community, being empathetic, being um, sympathetic, being present, being authentic, not just faking your way through something. Don't shy away from crisis either. Don't shy away from the tough questions. How you respond to those are sometimes the most important um, uh conversations to have and, and really set the tone of who you are to the rest of the the people watching.
0: Megan, we talked a little bit about demographics for social networks. And something that I found interesting when I looked at our own statistics and you know we have bigger followings on places like Facebook and Twitter, but we found that our engagement was higher on places like LinkedIn. We had smaller numbers but higher engagement, which I found interesting.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, you you make a really good point. It's important to, you know, review who follows you and where they follow you if you already have an existing community um, and evaluate what you're posting and who's engaging with it. Because sometimes, you know, even for us, the demographics that come back from our Facebook um, followers um, look different and um, are more equally spread out amongst all of the age groups um, versus who engages with us, which is more in the higher demographics, um, you know, 30 plus. Um, and it's interesting to kind of see um, that data from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram and LinkedIn. Each of those platforms has um, purposes that uh, work better for one nonprofit over another. So even if the best practices that we share with each other for Facebook that works for us, that could be something completely different for another nonprofit. And again, that goes to how you've built your community, the expectations that your community has on either content or how your brand shows up. For us, you know, over the course of the last couple of years, we've really grown um, our Instagram community and it is our most engaged community. We have um, larger uh, back and forth um Via direct message, um, it's really where a majority of our um, personal messages come from individuals it, that translates to a lot of the stories that people tag us in um, because of our brand, how we show up, um, as well as the hashtag use where we can engage with them. But, um, you know, it it is important to think about who and where your audience is uh, by platform um, and then to review how people are engaging with you. Um, across those platforms. And what works for one nonprofit or brand may not be the same for you. And that's okay. That's something that you need to pay attention to and discover for yourself.
0: Try it, test it, see what works. Mm -hmm. And it's okay
1: to delete an account.
0: (laughs) This has been such great information. Um, Really great for community building. It's definitely a topic near and dear to my heart and there's no one better at it than you. Um, We always like to end our... Of course. We always like to end our podcast. We, we like to ask um, our guests some of the nonprofits that they support. And obviously, we know you support the um, uh, parks conservation, but maybe, you know, is there another org that you want to mention that, you know, you really appreciate and, you know, it's an organization kind of near and dear to your heart?
1: Yeah, there's two nonprofits um, that I'd like to call out. Um, Greenpeace um, uh, and the Human Rights Campaign.
0: Great. Yeah, HRC. Um we will put links to both Greenpeace and Human Rights Campaign in the show notes. The, for anyone listening to the podcast episode, if you uh, head over to salsa labs.com forward slash podcast, you'll be able to see uh, the episode, the notes, more information about Megan and Share Our Strength and No Kid Hungry Campaign and, and some of the other ones she mentioned. We'll see if we can put links up for Lego and the Potterhead no. Running Club <laughs> and, and uh, of course, Greenpeace and, and Human Rights Campaign. But thank you so much. Thank you again for all the the advice and comments about community building. Um, really appreciate it. Thank you for your your wisdom and uh, I hope we get to talk again soon.
1: Yeah, I would love that. Thank you, Craig. Really appreciate you having me on.
0: Well, that wraps up another episode of Tips with Salsa. If you'd like to listen to other episodes, visit SalsaLabs.com forward slash podcast. Megan and the rest of the team at Share Our Strength can be found at shareourstrength.org. Their campaign to end hunger can be found at nokidhungry.org. And if you'd like to support the organizations that Megan mentioned in this episode, Greenpeace and the Human Rights Campaign, you'll find their contact information and links to their websites on our show notes on this episode on our website. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.